and welcome to another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio. Let's talk. Uh, my guest of uh, today is a uh, autism expert. Um, ladies and gentlemen, give her a warm welcome to Mba Marie Clay. So much for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank I'm, you. I'm more than humbled to be here. Like this is this means so much to me. So thank you for having me. Thank you. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you. Uh, quite uh, quite a little mix up with the time frame, but we're here now. And um, thank you for your patience. Um, much gratitude. Uh, I can't wait to start this conversation. So. Uh, you're a uh, autism enthusiast. Uh, you focus uh, your program focuses on children with autism in your community and and obviously the worldwide as well. Where did you? How did you start this program? Okay, um, to start, start, start. I am a, I am a Cameroonian. Cameroon okay. is a country in West Africa. We are neighbors with Nigeria. Let me say Nigeria because it's a very popular country. Everybody knows where Nigeria is or everyone knows the country called Nigeria. So we are the neighbors to the east and um, I'm from a, a, a town called Bamenda and um, my tribe is, um, we are, they call us the Ngembas, but my village, I'm from Bambili, Bambili, and we say good morning. We say if you want, if you want to say hi or say hello, it's Munche Eda Abula. So yeah, oh, good morning. I'm from Bambili, and yeah. So um, I've been I've been a teacher for over ten years now. I started teaching in 2010, and um, when I started teaching, I just started like you know, like when we have a general uh, practitioner in the field of medicine. Like yes. you do a little bit of everything. That, that was how I started my journey. As a, I started off as a teacher, a primary school teacher, of course. As a, in my country, if you are tapped an elementary school teacher, that means you teach everything. You're teaching math, you're teaching yes. English, you're teaching French, you're teaching history, you're teaching it, basically everything. So um, in the course of that, my first job offer that I got I got my first job offer as a French and ICT teacher in a primary school in my neighborhood where I used to live in Bamenda. That neighborhood is called Mulung. So I used to live there and that was how um, I got this job. I went in, I would go from one class to the other. It was like it was a whole school thing. Mm-hmm. And what really caught my attention was while in the teacher's training college, they never really told us that we were going to meet students that would struggle a lot, that would struggle academically, emotionally, you know, you know, like when you go to school, then you yes. go to, like when you get your training, then you go to start practicing and you meet totally something different. That was my experience. So I discovered that, in each class, there was at least two to three um, struggling students, and the cause was never known. We never knew whether, okay, this student is struggling because of this or because of that. But 
obviously for students who struggled who had physical disabilities which is something that we see every day it was it was easy to just say okay this child is struggling because they're blind this child is struggling because they're deaf and dumb this child is struggling because they, they have physical their, their limbs are not really um fully developed but as the years went by i discovered that there were other students who really struggled but they did not have any of this physical obvious signs then yes. i started asking myself questions like why are these other students struggling if they don't have this other physical signs to be honest with you up until 2015 i never knew of a word called autism i never knew of it up wow. up, up until 2015 i never knew but i would always just see students like you know but i knew of um i knew of learning disabilities mm-hmm. yeah i i knew because i went to training so i knew that there were students who struggled to learn concepts who struggled to understand concepts i knew of that but i never knew that there was something called um autism but i knew of down syndrome i knew of schizophrenia i knew of um cerebral palsy all these other disabilities but i did not know of autism so when i traveled i traveled out of my comfort zone i don't i don't want to say i traveled out of my country i traveled out of my comfort zone in 2016 like when i went out of cameroon out of africa and you know i moved to a completely new different place it was really hard for me it was difficult but i thank god for that journey because my contact with autism is thanks to that journey and that was how i i moved over to the middle east i discovered that things were done differently children who had disabilities they they had you know mm-hmm. and the fact that people were more aware of the concept of disability and there were other disabilities that we knew nothing of but back home and one of those disabilities um is um autism so i i started reading about autism as i started researching about autism reading you know i read a lot about autism and i read ways that other people and other countries have been like intervening they've been trying to help um uh uh children or adults affected with autism and it's i what one of the things that i really liked and which kept me going in my research was the fact that some of these strategies that they applied were really working and that the people like they got results you know yes. they had struggles but interventions and stuff they got results positive results so i was like oh so this is what has been maybe this is what has been disturbing this other students that i met back home some years back i think this is the issue this is a, that's how i got into it and i got my first part time job to, to help a child with autism it was hard because i had i had no training no no nothing the only thing that i had was the love in my heart to help children struggling children that was meant to that are you are you still so, residing uh where are you residing did you go back yeah i did yeah, you go back yeah, to current, yeah 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 i have i've gone back to cameroon like 
three times. Last December, I was in Cameroon. And um, we're, we are planning something together. Other colleagues, we are planning something. We are planning on, you know, we want to do something to help children back home, children who have autism. But we are still trying to get our resources, our everything, our energy, our you know, finance and every other thing together to be able to do something impactful back home. But that is why right now we are, I'm so, so active online. If you've noticed, I'm so active online trying to tell people, yo, yo, look, this child is struggling because of this thing. This child is struggling because there's this issue. And if it's fixed, the child will be fine because autism is something that it comes in different ways. And trust me that there are yes. people who have autism with very high IQs. And the yes, fact yes. that the, 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 the signs and symptoms of those, of that autism is in the way, they may not get it unless there's an intervention, there's therapy, you know, to get those things under control. Yes, I recently, so, I, I recently, uh, my son is autistic. He he um he was oh. diagnosed uh, I think in February. But it was uh since he was 2 years old we've been noticing, you know, not common things that are in regular child. And but due to, you know, although we're over here in America, we we also go through our struggles and tribulations. Um the the doctors and insurance are not that helpful. Um, we, it it took us so long to diagnose him because the insurance and the doctors kept postponing the evaluation. So example, um, they gave us appointment, uh, for four, five months down the road. Right. So we had to wait four, five months down the road when the day, uh, we came to now give him his evaluation, um, they told us, no, this is not evaluation, just actual consultation. So now, okay, consultation. Now let's set up the appointment for the evaluation. Mm-hmm. Set it up three months down the road. Three months down the road, let's reschedule it now. So as, as you see, there's a, there's a pattern. They keep pushing it out. Then the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I think a year later, the pandemic hit. Now, everything that we worked so hard to uh, get him evaluated. Now it's in February of 2021. 2021, uh, we receive a now it's a video call because there was a pandemic. Uh, yeah, we waiting. Uh, we log in. We're waiting. Nobody shows up. Nobody oh. answers the call. Turns out the physician who was there no longer works with that insurance or the company or the facility. Um, nobody told us anything. They came to respond to us after, oh, sorry. after so many phone calls and emails and phone calls and emails a week later stating, oh, that person no longer works with us. Let's schedule you now to June. And we're in May right oh. now. And this is in yeah. February. So, you know, I came How old of, is he? He's four right now. He's four. Okay. So I, me and my wife came out of pocket to ask him, get him a proper evaluation. 
So now once I got him the proper valuation, now the insurance and, and the hospitals and doctors are willing to work now. But yet now, although he has evaluation, they're still rescheduling. Um, now because of COVID protocol, now everything is it's so long, the process is even longer. And it's and it's becoming difficult because now my son is four years old. Uh, and if this continues now, yeah, and he- yeah so I, I, as a parent, I understand your worries and concern and your efforts, which are much appreciated. So we had, uh, we have a mutual friend that recommended you, which is Gabe Rivera. And I, you know, I quick, you know, gravitated to what he was saying and jumped on it. And in, now you're here at the podcast to be able to explain, uh, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to build to help these kids in need. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, um, I'll be a bit like more about Africa, but other countries and yes. other people can as well benefit because the whole idea is this autism is something that when we tackle it, we help the kids whilst they're still very young, you know, like when the iron is still hot, you can yes. shape it. Yes, you know, yes. yeah. Now, when you you were like what you just said said now, like they keep dragging and dragging, and that is the problem that parents face. The fact that they have to drag and drag. Yeah, sometimes it's necessary because with autism, you can't just observe a child within six months and just say and conclude. Mm. You need at least two years to see that this behavior is consistent. This behavior is reoccurring it's occurring every day in the child's life and it's affecting the child negatively because there may be a situation where there's a behavior but it's not affecting the child negatively that's how the child develops mm-hmm. you understand like there's a talkative child in the house the child talks you're in the kitchen you're plays a lot that is how the child or that is how god has made the child to develop you yes. understand but if it's a case of autism, it's different and you need time and certain factors, certain things put together to be able to conclusively say that this child is on the spectrum and needs intervention. That's why some parents would sue saying that, oh, my child was wrongfully diagnosed, my child was... And there's something that I always tell parents because I know exactly how you feel now, especially it's your son, maybe it's your first child, you feel frustrated and all that. I have seen parents like that. The the family we are currently working with, I don't want to blow things out of proportion, but I can confidently say that the dad is now that I really see the dad smiling all over the place. After we've worked with that family for like, um, almost two years or so and the son is really you know you know like when you see you start seeing improvements you start seeing changes the dad is quite happy and I know this struggle for a fact that parents of children on the spectrum go through a lot psychologically but they would not say it all they just want to do is to be silent and just find ways or find solutions to help their children but what I can say to parents who are struggling like you is that if these people keep pushing and pushing, what you can do is get the resources and start working with your child before the diagnosis. If the child struggles with um, communication, maybe the speech is not there. Make it 
make it your 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 job that's your child make it your job a word a week yes. every week a word a week you put a card on the on the on the wall look this week this is our word the word this week is hello the whole week hello 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 and above all it's love it's love autistic kids and other children with special needs what they really need is love they don't need all the the the, the toys and all the the fancy things that we want to buy for them and the lights and all those things what they really need is to really see that these are my parents even though i have this other behaviors they love me even though i am weird they love me even though i talk a lot they love me even though i break the things in the house they still love me they would rebuke me but they still love me so it's about loving them first then helping them yourself help your child yourself because june may come that's the sad truth june may come and they'll give you another flimsy excuse yes of maybe we can't maybe so pick it up that's your child you can pick it up and i don't know get an arabity and just try to see. i don't know it's just i don't know how it works in america but mm-hmm. just try to do something for your child while you're waiting for that yeah me um me and my wife we are very very hands on um uh is mentally uh, you are correct it, it is draining and nobody yeah. knows you know we're very silent you know um when it comes to our, our son let, let me let, let me inter- let me interrupt yes. you there, there, there's something i always tell parents of children who have um, autism you know like when two faulty genes come together and they have like we have like um sickle cell yes when two really smart people come together they may have autism I say this, I'm scared to say it because I may get caught up somewhere and they say why do you keep saying this like how can you prove that I don't have any proofs anywhere but I always say this when two really smart intelligent people come together there's a probability that you will have something like that. Yes, I yes. I and, now that I'm doing the research and and Yeah. I I highly believe that I I I I have autism. Um Yeah. And, and that's because you're smart. Mhm. You're smart. Yeah. Um but going back to what you were saying And um, you should be happy. You yes. you should be happy. Yes, I yeah, I you should be because you should be happy because I I like, I like my majority like my wife and and I and my wife our problem is not our son. The greatest gift that God has given us is our son and we are willing Amen. to do the work to help our son. You know, we're 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 two individuals that uh abandoned a, a 9 to 5 to become entrepreneurs. So the main focus is to help our son. Our problem is not our son. That's man, he he is amazing. He is breathtaking. Our problem is society. I can already tell. Our, uh, our problem is society. I can already tell. society would would um criticize and judge our children as they as they judge um me growing up and not able to understand yeah. the you know the situation 
you know, and, and rather exactly. a- a- accept the fact that we all are different. They rather ignore the fact we're different and force their 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 harmful ways on you know us on people on children, and mm-hmm. it's been when it comes to our family, it's difficult for them to understand what we go through because they don't want to understand. They see it one way, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's been when it comes to the outside world, it's been difficult um, because we are, we're people that we're people that we don't. I don't have to go and sit down and explain to you, my son. You know, it's it's he's different, and you and it clearly shows that he's different. Definitely. You either accept who he is that he's different, or you know, get out the way. But home, man. Home, it's amazing. It's difficult, you know, because it's not easy having a, a child autistic, but it's amazing. Um, you know, although he, he's teaching me more than I'm teaching him. Exactly, exactly. And that is why I would tell you now, be strong for your son. No matter what the stairs, people are going to look at him like, why is this child like this? Why is he behaving like this? Why are these other children doing it this way? And why is he trying to do it this other way? you have to support your son. You have to let him know that no matter what, come rain, come shine. That is the support that maybe some of us didn't get growing up. Yes. With those, I struggled with communication and socialization. Like I struggled. I don't, I've, I've not been diagnosed and I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I struggled a lot with communication, socializing, and even processing obvious things that are just there that everybody would just process and understand i'm just like but there were things that before something happens i would figure it out i would be like and when i tell people they're like oh you're such a witch child oh you're saying things like like it was really hard it's hard but i always tell parents um of children who have autism that autism is just something like um like you have sickle cell like you have all these other um, struggles that humans have, but the difference with autism is that it's something that if we, if we manage when the child is still very young, we are going to get really, we're, the, like the output or the outcome, trust me that your son, if you really stand by him and don't bring people that would judge him close to him and really, you know, stand by him and and support him you will not believe what he will do in the days ahead yes i meant to that i i don't know i don't know how to say this but don't feel discouraged and even if june comes and they keep pushing just try to find ways i'm here you can ask me um if i may ask what are his uh what is does he struggle with like what are the things he really well right now he uh he's nonverbal. he he He's nonverbal. Um, he's very his mechanicals. He, he's very advanced than uh, regular kids. Like he's really fast, faster than really you know regular kids. Um, he's nonverbal. Uh, he has high sensory, and um, he's diagnosed with mild H, it was HDD, 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 ADHD. Yes. Attention deficit. Yeah. Yes. That 
that attention deficit to me i don't see it as attention deficit i see it as a situation where he can't the words are not there so the action takes the place yes so he used action in place of those words and of course we would diagnose it as yes he's he's very he's he's very brilliant you know not because he's my son because um i have a nephew um my my sister uh has a son uh joseph he's he's very brilliant he's very brilliant like the mind of that little boy it's if you get to able to spend some time with him and not just play, just watch him, watch, watch how life happens. Right. And you see the beauty of it, but yet it's mind blowing because something, uh, a child had so much intellectual, intellectual uh, smartness than a regular person wouldn't have. But yet once yeah. again, society would judge him and, but he's beautiful in every uh, meaning of the word. Yeah, and I think it's me, it's you, it's people like us who understand what this means. We have to, I don't know how we are going to do it, but we have to have to tell the world that, look, because this child is four and thinks or acts like he's 10, doesn't mean the child is bad or that the child is weird or that you should reject the child. It simply means that you have to get you have to get resources together you have to manage the situation so it doesn't go out out of out of hand and the fact that the child is six and is acting like he's two does not mean the child will never grow up mm-hmm. that's just the point it just simply means that they may have because there are ch- there are children on the spectrum who are eight years old but their speech is four years old like the girl i'm working with her speech is way, way bad. But there are other aspects of her life that I see they are more advanced than her speech. Mm-hmm. So it's just for your son, figure out the areas. Yeah, the speech is not there, but there's something else. How can we put the speech and the action, the excess action, and try to get a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And try to get a balance. And like I said, as a dad, you should do a, wor- a word a week. I always tell dads this because it works with dads. The children believe a lot in that. A word a week. A word a week. So the first week you could go with that. The whole week the word is that. So if he cannot actually, if, if he can't say the word that, there's a sound. Like when you mom, mom. Mm. Mm. you could start with that mm. Mm. you go from there he may it may get to a point where he opens his mouth nah 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 you go from there so just gradually while you're waiting for um the official diagnose and all these other things that they have to do just try to do things with him and if if he's um hyper get him involved in activities I, i'm sure you're doing it already just get him involved with building you know doing stuff building tables building beds you know <laughs> woodwork yes yes i don't know you know just buy those, stuff and, from the and, yeah. and the, those things actually help him because he's able to uh, his mind focus on something 
and and then later on it develop it starts developing and in in yeah. africa in africa um is is it common uh for a child to to have autism like do you know the the exact percentage well i can't really say the percentage for africa because we have some statistics on google but i don't trust those statistics and yes. these statistics are for different countries i don't trust those statistics because in my country such children are still kept in dark rooms like they keep them like they're witch they're witches mm. they're wizards some they are even some they use them for um rituals you know so we can't say for a fact that okay in cameroon we have out of 10 children we have two autistic kids or out of 25 million um people living in cameroon we have 100 children living with autism yes. to me i don't consider those statistics because the cases have not been diagnosed we don't even have um autism diagnosed uh, uh, centers in cameroon we have hospitals, we have mental health hospitals, we have, but we don't have clinics that are specialized or specialized clinics that handle autism diagnosis in Cameroon. So wow. we can't just, so I can't just sit here and give you a figure. No, I'll be telling a lie. But we have mental hospitals like the, the famous Hospital Jamot. It's a very big hospital in Douala. Yeah. In, it's, a, it's a really famous um, hospital in, in West Africa and, and they, they work with um, people who have mental health and, you know. So at the statistics, I don't give statistics. Each time I go on a Zoom or a meeting or a live program, I don't give statistics because I don't trust those statistics. Yes, yes. So I don't even... Uh, I agree, I agree. So... Talk to me a little bit about your organization so that the listeners and, and viewers could, could better understand and even, you know, try to help out where your, 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 your movement, because your movement is very powerful. Yeah. Um, it's Happy Childhood Foundation. It's actually um, a foundation on the Future Ag Learning Center. Future Ag Learning Center is a learning center. It's an inclusive learning center that will open in Cameroon in 2023. We are currently doing the campaign now because we are still putting our documents together to get it, to do it um, legal and to have a place where we can operate and stuff like that. So, but our foundation has been registered. It's Happy Childhood Foundation. And that foundation is, um, we have two missions. The first mission is to be able to get humans to understand that adult humans are greatly affected by what they went through as children. That is our first mission. We want to get people to understand that the foundation of, like the foundation of every human has a lot to do with their adulthood. When you are a child, you're being raped, you're being abused by your own parents, you would never get, you will never have a great adulthood. If you grew up in a family where the dad is constantly beating the mother right in your presence and doing all these awful things and you're watching as a child, 
those are things that will stay with you forever. And if you grow up as an adult, it will only take the grace of God for you to get rid of those things and not fall back and do same like your dad or your mom. So one of our mission, the first one is to get humans to understand that adults are what they were as kids. That is our number one goal. And how do we intend to do this? Yeah, so how do we intend to do this? We want to do seminars, we want to do programs, we want to do campaigns, and then we want to, in the long run, get kids who go through stuff like that and get them rehabilitated, counseled, and, you know, and reintegrate them. Our second goal is disability, and we are focused on autism. And our focus in autism is early intervention. Early intervention. When a child is three, four, five, six, and you notice this, the developmental milestones are not in accord with the child's development, do something about it. Even if it's not autism, just do something about it. Don't sit and wait and say, oh, the child. Because in my country, that's what parents do. They just relax and wait. And, and hope say, that no, it gets oh, better. This child, good. And hope that it gets better, but it gets worse. And you know that when a human being, a young human is not talking, they accumulate a lot. For example, when we were younger, when you're angry, like when you're angry at home with your family, with your siblings, the fact that you can have express yourself, you, you, you're like, mm, I don't like what you did to me today. I did not eat my food. I did not do it. The complaint, the complaint, it gets out. Like the energy goes out. It, you know? Yes, yes. But yeah, for, yes. for non-verbals, for non-verbals that are just there, it builds, it keeps, it's building, it's building, it's building. And it will get to a point where, poof, it's an explosion. So that is why we insist on early intervention for children who are suspected to be on the spectrum. Early intervention for them is very, very crucial so that it doesn't bring in other things that will yes. add to the autism, like depression, Anger. Uh, and anger, anxiety, frustration, all these other things that because when my, a child my is son uh, suffers highly anxiety, like he, he, you see his knuckle, he bites his knuckle when he's anxiety and his hands, his hands, bendito, like his hands get sweaty, you know, and oh. you, you see him try to struggle and say something or when he wants something. And and he he you know he he struggled and then boom he explodes because he's trying yeah. to get he's trying to communicate and you know sometimes uh, you know I, I'm I'm guilty of not able to understand what he wants you know and that you know it, no, it, it breaks my heart because um, you know I all understand. you want all you want for your child is the best. It's it's truly the best, and I understand. It's it's difficult. Um, I I understand, but this is what I would tell you. I would say it again: be strong for him. When those things happen, I know you may want to rush into your room and break down in tears and all that. I understand, 
but you have to be strong for him. You have to get a system of communication at the moment with him. I don't know, like it's for sometimes you you just have to get hard. You have to be yes. firm. You have to get to a point where you're like, yo, buddy, if you don't communicate with me, I can't help you. I need you to talk. And there's one thing I always tell, which is something that I have tried and it's worked for me. It's worked. The cases, the, the autism cases that I've intervened for, I've tried this and it has really worked. It's not learned anywhere. It's not in, written in any book. But maybe it's written in Bart Marie Claire's book. Yes. But there's this one thing I always say. If you're a religious person, it's God. Don't blame yourself for anything. Don't see yourself as a failure. Don't see it as my child is like this because of me. You did not create yourself. Someone else did. Someone else did and not you. And God first. Pray with your child. The second thing is talk to him. You think that he's not listening or he's not getting you or he's not understanding you. Talk to him. You know, like when you watch a movie and it gets to this moment where it's really intense and you know the, the, in, the flow of emotions of like you hold him in your hand, look him in the eye, talk to him. You're my son. I love you and I want you to talk to me. I'm here for you. I love you. Your mom and I love you. We want the best for you. Give yourself a chance. I don't know. Like, talk to us. Tell us what you want. We are here for you. We love you. You know? Yeah, and you that's could do a, that like a, That's basically our day-to-day. -day. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Really talk to him every day. It's working. If that's what you're, you've been doing, it's yes. working. You may not see it now, but it's working. And if you consistently do that, by the time he's, he's 10, you would notice that he, if you even get, if he gets to a point where you stop doing that, he would be the one to do it. He may want to do it. He would be like, if you get up one morning and you're like, you don't want to do that, mm -hmm. he will walk up to you and would want to do that. So talk to him constantly. Every day, tell him the world is beautiful. You are living in the world. The sky is your limit. The sky is your limit. You're brave. You're, you're you know, you're yeah, smart. Inspire him. Lift him up. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what you're going to. I do that a lot with my students. The student I'm currently working with. I do that a lot. And one thing with autistic people is that they don't want to hurt people. They don't want to see people hurt. That's why some of them would rather stay in their corner. They just want to be left alone. Yes. They don't want to see people hurt. They don't want to do things that will hurt people or say things that will hurt people. They just And with the girl that I'm working with, one of her biggest problems is that she doesn't want to get it wrong. So she's tensed when you ask her to do something. She's mm -hmm. tensed. She's stressed up. She's... So what I always do is that calm down. 
calm down, relax. It's not the end of the world. It's nothing. Even if you get it wrong, we can do it all over again. I know you can do it. So, so sometimes when I say these things to her, she would just smile and get back to her. You know? So autism, it's something that I believe. And the truth is every human has an aspect of autism in them. Every human. There is no human without communication struggles, socialization struggles, addictive behaviors, both mm. natural and artificial, maybe alcohol and all this. Every human has an addictive behavior or, or an addiction, information processing. You're, when we were in school, you, you would say, yeah, of course, you struggled maybe with math, you struggled maybe with English. Those are some of the things that autistic people struggle with. And the difference now is they have more than two or more than one of these things that they struggle with. They may mm. struggle with communication. They may struggle with, um, they may have an addiction. They may have um, socialization um, struggles. Now, when you combine it, that's what will. That is why your son's di- your son's diagnosis may take a while. You have to see all these things consistently play mm. out in in his life. So, yeah, June will come. He will go for the diagnosis. But one thing I would also say is, don't rush it. Just if they give you, if they say, okay, give us six months to observe, it's okay. But it's that's the thing. Nobody, Maybe. nobody's observing. Uh, nobody's. They're not. Um, yeah. They're not. Uh, how do I? How do I put it? They're not putting efforts to evaluate him. Efforts, yeah. You know, um, I he has a diagnosis. That's the ins- uh, the one in June. I think is the insurance one. But I, I, I took out with my money. I took him to uh, a special uh, doctor that that those those types of evaluations and we were able so he's diagnosed um my problem is uh okay. the system don't fail you people fail you so the the, yeah. the people who are in the system are the one failings so i'm relying on people that are not a, not on their a game as they're supposed to in these uh situations um relying on them so I can help my son. And that mm-hmm. what's, you know, that's what, you know, honestly frustrates me the most and my wife as well and any parent. So I'm doing something about it. My wife and I are doing something mm-hmm. about it where we're, we are hands on, you know, because, you know, your child will go as far as you go. And if you're not willing to yeah. go far or all the way to the finish line, your child's going to see that. And, you know, I am married to a great woman, an amazing woman that, you know, you know, right now we're holding our hands. We don't know how to do this, but we're doing this and we're going to that finish line because like I said before, your, your, your child only goes as far as you go. And, you know, the system is faulty due to not having the right individuals doing what it's supposed to. So I'm not relying on anybody. I'm I'm gonna do this. Have you tried? Mm-hmm. Have you um? Sorry to interrupt. Not you, a problem. Have you tried like an Arubiti service provider? Those are uh, like, but 
RBT services, I don't really, but at some point it helps somehow. Mm-hmm. But RBT does more of like robots, like you have to condition the child and stuff like that. But you can give it a try. I don't know. You can maybe ask for advice here and there and how to go about it. Because in my practice, I actually put it in a little bit of RBT because mm. I actually did a training in RBT. So I do like a mix of it. So I take certain aspects of RBT. There are days when I would use RBT. There are days when I would not use RBT at all. I would just use the African way. Yes. There do are you... days when I would use... Yes. Do you have a, yeah. like, um, a, when, when you're contacted by, you know, any parent that's approaching you to, you know, help you help their child with autism, do you have a, a certain curriculum or, you know, a certain steps that, you know, right. So we're going to start here or do you first, uh, you know, meet with the child and then decide on what step to take to, to help him progress? Okay. Yeah. Um, when I, uh, before I, uh, in 2019, I worked with a boy. He is American as well. Christopher, they're, they're Syrian, but the boy, I think they, he's, um, they're Americans. Yes. And he was not diagnosed, but it was obvious that he was on the spectrum, but he was not officially diagnosed. So what I did was I, when the parents reached out to me, I went into their home. I lived with them for three days. I observed his behavior with the parents. Then I went to school. I observed the behavior in school, which are two totally two different behaviors mm-hmm. that he emits. And then I also observed his behavior with the dad. I observed his behaviors with the mom and then the grandma. And I noticed that with the grandmom, it's just, oh, baby, 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 petting, petting. Yes. With, the, with the mom, he challenges the mom. With the dad, he, he has, like, he brings in, you know, like, man to man. Like, he would bring in this new strategy today to tease the dad. And if he doesn't get his way, he surrenders. And then the next day, he will try again. So, but in school, it was... A catastrophe like he would want to fight with every child get his way so those were those that is like when parents come to me i tell them first we have to observe observation is the first thing if it's a case if it's a diagnosed case and i'm coming to intervene or you you want someone to come and intervene first thing to do let the person observe for at least a month observe and give you report the next thing to do is if the behavior challenges are there and it's very destructive the first plan of action is to intervene on the behavior if the child is fond of maybe self-harm harming others the first thing to do is to get that under control is to manage that behavior that is the first thing you have to do while you're managing the behavior you have to also observe and see the areas of strength like academic areas of strength is he good in drawing is he good in math is he he good in science 
what does he like to do most is does he like to color write paint dance drum those are some of the things that you can actually bring in while you're intervening on the behavior you can bring in those activities to be able to have a balance you know so that's why I, that's what i tell parents for parents who have children who have been diagnosed we go with that for parents who have children who have not been diagnosed we also observe then after observation i always advise them it is better to go in for diagnosis talk with a specialist then we can start our intervention but this parent was so adamant like he refused he was like no 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 my child is fine my child is okay i'm not in denial. any diagnosis yeah total denial so what i did was i just started intervening the first thing i started with the behavior i started intervening with the behavior in school and then i gave them some some strategies and some things that they could do at home to also intervene with his behavior at, at home i don't know the parents it got to a point where i don't want to sound a bit you know <laughs> but it got to a point where it's like they were embarrassed that i would be a child was different and that a black woman was you know how this you know how yeah, <laughs> some yeah, of these things yeah. i don't want to go to that side but they were really cool they were nice they paid me duly <laughs> they were really they were great they were really nice people but i understand their culture you know some cultures still see this as such yes. taboo they still yes, see this yes. as yeah so i i really un- i understand i understand but what i what i actually did was i really did work with the class teacher in school to intervene on his behavior because academically did not struggle with his um, studies he struggled with socializing with the other kids like he wants to be in control <laughs> he wants to be the lead when it's time like if we do like um uh playstations like if we mm-hmm. do playstations like if we put station 1 you have to stick papers station 2 you have to pick a ball and put it in the basket station 3 you have to kick a ball and it there's a it, it goes chronologically but he doesn't you know artistic people don't like sometimes they don't like to follow the rules they want yes. to break the rules yes so it was really hard for him to follow rules to take turns and stuff like that we had to work a lot on that so i drew up a plan each month i would come up with a plan maybe this week we are working on turn taking the other week we are working on sharing maybe writing materials like pens at that time there was no corona so mm. yeah sharing learning materials like pens books the other time we would draw up a plan as how how has has um how has affected your program with uh, due to corona the coronavirus and the yeah. pandemic yeah it i can, i would rather say that it has not really like i am one of those people that will say thank god for social distancing thank god for homeschooling <laughs> yes but 
I don't like Corona. No to Corona. But thank God for what Corona has brought to us. Because my students needed a situation where she would be with someone that she trusts, someone that she really feels comfortable around. Yeah. Because one of the things that the mother told me once, maybe she didn't even know that she was, she said something that really meant a lot to me. She was like, Claire, do you know that you're actually the first person that my daughter has been able to actually sit and study with? And this, all this was thanks to Corona because we really had time. I had a one-on-one time with her to really stay home and we do online study away from the others. I did a lot of counseling. I did a lot of, we did a lot of, I did a lot of talking. I did a lot of behavior modifications, you know, one-on-one behavior modifications with her. And right now, I can confidently tell you that she's comfortable in class. The only thing that I really struggle with her now is her lessons. She struggles to understand concepts and stuff. But her behavior, she's fine. So I would say that this is one thing that Corona has brought to me, to my life, which Mm -hmm. has made my life better. But to every good thing, there is a bad thing. But the bad thing that corona has i don't know is there any bad thing the only bad thing i would say is that going out because i really wanted to go out with her and to clubs to weekend activities to cinemas and just so she can interact with other yeah other people yeah yeah that's one thing that is missing but every other thing is okay hopefully this will go away and yes. get back to our normal lives. And yeah, in your professional opinion, um what would help a child uh tackle this social issue of of not be able to be uh you know it's difficult for them to be sociable. What 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 can a child do or a parent do to help them tackle that issue? Yes. Um autism there are individuals who actually are on the spectrum and very, very sociable. But there mm. are some who just want to be left alone. Yes. I, I, I am one is, of those people. <laughs> it's difficult for me. <laughs> yeah. They, and it's not like they, they, they want to be left alone. They don't want a crowd. They just want one friend is enough. Yes. Like just one person that they can really trust is enough. That's one. So what I would tell parents is that just get that one person that you feel your child is comfortable with, your child trusts and feels safe around, and then the the rest is history. Because my student, she's also that type. She doesn't want to be. But there is one amazing thing about her. She likes to be around people, just listening to them talk, but she doesn't want to say anything. She would listen. Sometimes I see her smiling. I don't know if she, if she understands what they're saying, but I just see her smiling along and she would never say anything. Then one thing I also noticed is that she has like five girls that she's always around them. 
And these five girls, there's one particular girl that I noticed that she really likes. And mm. each time she comes in class, she would want to greet her. She would say, Farida, good morning. Just so to parents who have this socialization issue, who have children who are on the spectrum, who have social uh, socialization struggles, the one thing I would say or I can advise is that be keen, be observant, look at that one person that your child is comfortable with. It could be within the family circle or outside the family and make sure your child is safe around that person. Technology is well advanced now. You can get them a watch that you monitor their movement and all that. You can get their phone connected to yours, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you know, okay, on this day, this, my child is with this person in this location. It is monitored. I have everything recorded on my phone in case of any emergency and stuff like that. Don't exceed their level of socialize don't when i say don't exceed if your child is that kind or that type who wants to be in a less crowded place let them be let them be but from time to time you can bring in you know just once in a while just once in a while don't just but give them that time and space and encourage them each time you see that they are around someone and they are comfortable with that person always encourage that relationship that's what i can um, yes i've noticed think. uh i noticed when my son me and him have a lot of similarities a lot um we've gone to family gatherings and when it gets too crowded he tends to i you know not isolate himself but just slowly move out and I tend to do the same. Yeah. So when we, me and him are, are, you know, it's like we, we don't understand. You know, we're not talking, but we're able to, to, to uh, gravitate when those moments occur. Me and him just, you know, go to the corner. My wife is a little bit more sociable. But me, me and him just, you know, little by little, you know, start, you know, walking away, disappear without nobody she noticing. Yeah. You know, I... I yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if it's it's uh, um, my upbringing, but I detest of being around a large crowd. I, I can't yeah. I can't do it to myself. I can't. And it's something I do uh, <laughs> subconsciously. I just, you know, slowly um, isolate myself. And also, like, I, you know, I my wife wants me to be a little bit more sociable. Um, but I just some days I find myself um, trying to be sociable and I have to catch myself uh, because I, you know, I it's like I generally I don't care to be sociable. And then there's days yeah. I wake up. All right. Let me try. Let me try. And I find myself uh, trying a little too much. Like with me, it's no balance. Yeah. It's either I go in or I don't go in. And I. And once I realized my I'm I'm doing too much, I'm like, okay, I can't do this. And I step back. And now I isolate <laughs> myself again. You know, it's for me, it's it's really okay. a hit. It's a it's a hit or miss. I uh I recently started um 
um, doing, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of jiu-jitsu. It's the uh, martial art, uh, uh, type of martial arts. So um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, some days, you know, I do my best and, and, and be sociable. You know, I'm just forcing myself to because I'm just, and other days I just, you know, I walk in and I go to a corner and I just, you know, I sit there, change the clothes and wait till the class starts. <laughs> so they, they, um, you know, it's like, they don't know how to read me, but yet, like, I have this flaw that I, like, I have this flaw, right? Or maybe it's not a flaw that I, I, I do not care if people like me or not. You know, it's, it's. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't, you know, I only care because, you know, I, I got married and, and in order for you to get you married, you should go for diagnosis. <laughs> you should go for diagnosis because those are the exact, like you don't care, but the only time you want to care is that like, I don't want to hurt people. That's the only time you want to care. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing something that you feel somehow that, okay, this thing is going to hurt people. But yes. if it's about people's opinion about you, whew, no. <laughs> you yeah, know? no. I don't that's, lose sleep on that. Yeah, that's very common with people on the spectrum. That's so that's a very common common behavior with them. But I would say that it just boils down to understanding. If humans can get to a point where they understand these things there will be no problem in the autism community. We would rather struggle to help them to be able to maybe communicate better, socialize better, instead of try, instead of giving them those weird stares and mm-hmm. complaints and what's discouraging words, we would get to a point where we're like, okay, this person doesn't want to talk too much. How can we do to get him in? Like I have this boy mm-hmm. that my colleague is working with he is so, so, so not a social person. So each time he sees me, he knows that I will disturb him. So there are days when he comes to disturb me. That way I don't do it. So he will quickly do it. And then he runs away. He knows that, okay. You're a smart guy. Yeah, this is what Miss Claire does. So let me do it first. Then I go away. She will leave me alone. Then I'll be like, then there are days that, Maybe I'm so busy in the morning and I forget. I don't do it. He would just come around to check and just look at me and be like, okay, maybe this woman will leave me alone today. Then the moment he's leaving, I'm like, Colin. He would come back and just, then I'm like, okay, go. So I always take him on a way. Like when he least expected, that's when I do it. But what he does now is when he sees me, he just comes up to me. Let's do it fast so I can leave. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, Get over with it's it. just, yeah. yeah. So it's just getting to a point where we understand them. And if, if people in your community understand that your son, it's because he is, his brain sees the world different his brain process things different. His brain, it's because this is how he is. This is what he likes. This is where he feels the most comfortable. I think he will not have any problem because every person in your community who is used to your son will try to find a way that they can interact with him 
that he will not feel uncomfortable, that he will not feel like if people in your community know that your son is nonverbal and that he struggles with his words and that each individual will be like, okay, I'm going to just create a word that each time I see this boy, I'm going to say that word to him. And 10 people in your community, you have 10 words already. Plus two from you, yes. you and your wife, 12 words already. You're, you say these words to him every day in a year. There's a chance that he will keep at least three of those words. He may not say them, like pronounce it like the way it should be pronounced, but he may make sounds that gravitates towards those words. That yeah, he was able to recognize them. Yeah. So it's about understanding. I always cry. I talk a lot about understanding because in Africa, it's maybe in America, in Europe, people understand. No, of not the, here. No, the level it's of too good to be true to be here. Really? Because yeah. in Africa is is horrible, and the bad thing in Africa is that you know, like I said before, that um, you you know, like when an SS come together and they have like a sickle mm-hmm. cell, autism are two smart people that will come <clears> together and. Chance that well but here here in Africa yeah here in Africa mm-hmm. okay in Africa what happens is when I was in 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 in, in Africa in when I was when I was growing up in in Cameroon most times you would see a family where the dad is an engineer the mom is a doctor and they would have like four kids. And out of these four kids that they have, there's one who is on the spectrum. And the other three are just fine. So what they usually say was, oh, this is the one that they sold to have family money. This is the one that they sold out to have family money. They sold, they they gave this to the gods. They gave this to the gods of their family. They sold this one in the shrine to have money. And that is something that has happened to many families. Families where the mom is a doctor, the dad is an engineer. The mom is a lawyer. The dad is a successful businessman. They would say, oh, this is the one they sold so that business will flourish. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, in do, Africa, I do. There are rituals where they would sacrifice like a human being to get something. Those things happen in Africa. But I pray that Happy Childhood Foundation will get to a point where we, 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 we can explain to people that some of these things don't happen because it's a family ritual that has been performed on that child. It, it has actually happened because these are two smart people who have come together and because of their gene, whatever, I, I don't know. It's like you take yeah. nice and nice and yeah. put it together. So in Africa, <laughs> in Africa, they'll see something like that and they'll, they'll, they'll say it's like some mythical curse or something like that. Instead of exactly, instead of being, no, you know, two actual people that are smart come together. And sometimes, I mean, these are effects that may happen. Uh, they see it more as the uh, child is cursed. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. it's worse. Um, in America, I think 
I think in America is it's it's a little too understanding nowadays. You know, everything over here is very sensitive. So even though yeah. the truth it may be needed, is not accepted because the truth could be too, you know, too too powerful that it will hurt somebody's feelings. So it's very the culture out there is very sensitive. You can't give your opinion or your thought because if you're quick too, you'll be, you know, especially if you're you're in the higher anarchies, if you're famous, if you're, you know, you got that blue check mark on social media and you're you're very active, you see something that that will hurt some that could be facts, it could be truth, it could even the truth could be needed. You'll say something that make somebody feel different. Uh, you're quickly crucified. So maybe in America, there it is some type of understanding, but yet a little too much. Like example, like, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, and this is where I'm glad I'm talking to you and 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 see, you know, get your professional opinion. I example my son, right? I I'm trying to raise my son to prepare him for the world because I know mm-hmm. if I raise him. Um, think with the with the with the mentality of the world needs to prepare for him. That's going to be unacceptable. There are going to be people in this world that, Frank, frankly, are not going to give a crap. So, in order for him to, be, in my thought process, in order for him to be okay, he needs to prepare what the true reality is, rather than the reality prepare for him because he's never going to be happy. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be difficult for him. Well, but the truth is, as he grows, okay, he's a being. He's yes. a human being on his, on his, like, he's a being. And in him, there's a greater being. So, as the years unfold in his life, there are certain challenges that on his own, he will overcome them. Yeah, there are certain things that he will overcome. There are certain fears. And one of the things that autism is really, autistic people really struggle with is fear. They're scared. They really have this, especially if the fear is coming from external forces of people have subjected them to situations and things that really create fear in them. Like if he wants to ride a bicycle and then you're not really there for him and he gets to collide with a car, mm. it creates even more fear. So these are things that he will overcome them by himself. You cannot enter in him to take out the fear. Or you can stand there, give him the push that he needs to overcome them. So what I can say to you is that when it comes to certain things that are intrapersonal, leave it to him. Mm. He will overcome them by himself. And it's just that Corona is here and the fact that um, it's America because in Cameroon, I've seen autistic cases that the children actually they outgrow or they outgrew certain fears they outgrow certain difficulties just by interacting with other children in the neighborhood. If you if you uh, if you've been to Africa, I don't know if you've been to Africa or no, I've not the pleasure watched, yet. Um, 
yeah, if you've, if you've watched documentaries about Africa and how we live in, we really live in a community, like we live, we have this community life where children from this household would, would go to this other household, get children from this other household, and they would go to the stream, fetch water, they would play football um, in, the, in the community field together. They would do a lot of things as kids in the community together. And this is where I say that this is one tool that Africans have that can really help children with uh, children who are on the spectrum. It's already helping them. It's just that we don't know it yet. Yeah, we don't know that this tool that we have is working, is helping those um, struggling children, especially with socialization. Imagine that your, if your son was in Africa, there are certain things that he would just do, like he would go out to play with his friends. He would go out to play football. They would go to fetch firewood. They would do all these other stuff that little boys do around the neighborhood. They would ride bikes, their bikes together. They would, um, they would skip ropes together and do all these other things yes. that boys do. And in the course of doing that, there are certain things that he will be able to overcome. You know, like certain fears. You know, like when you're a teenager, you're with your friends and they keep telling, look at that girl. Go you know, your parents are not there to tell you, mm -hmm, go mm -hmm. and tell that girl. But you're, you know, so as kids, and this is something that Africa has, and that is something that we really want to remind Africans that this community life that we have where our young kids interact among themselves on the street, in the neighborhood, it actually helps children who are on the spectrum, especially those children who struggle with fear and socialization. It helps them to socialize. It helps them to overcome certain fears. So for your son, there are certain things that he will have to work on it by himself. You just have to stand there yeah. Tears in your eyes. All you have is prayer in your heart, and just. Like, oh, I, I I agree one hundred percent with that. I agree. I think you're. Yeah. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. Um, fear, you know, I I live my day every day in fear, but that fear is what drives me to do things I've never done in my life. So I, I. I you hit it right in the nail. I understand exactly what you're saying. Yeah. So how long have you been? Um, you, you said you've been doing this since 2010? 2010, yeah. 2010. 2010, yeah. And how, Drothi, how big, how, how big your, your organization has grown within those years? Well, I've been teaching since 2010, but picking up the fight with autism started in 2016. Mm. Remember, I said up until 2015, I didn't even know that a word as autism Exit. existed. Yeah. yeah, so it's 2016 that I started. And how did I even start? I have this group on my Facebook, Marie. It is Marie Claire Home Tutoring. I created that group just to upload learning materials, videos for, for people back home to come and watch and just go and repeat, like, um, how do I say it? Like, mm -hmm. redo what they've watched. Yeah, yeah. 
help their students. That was the initial plan that I had for that. I wasn't even thinking of folks. Oh, so I was just thinking of my nine to five. I just do my work. When I come back on weekends, I just upload those videos just to help, you know, just to help. But I started getting these positive reviews. People write me on my inbox. They will inbox me. Wow, I watched a video on your, in your group. It really helped me. Parents also, I saw a resource in your group. I actually ordered and it, it's helping me. And I was like, so it went from that to that to that to where we are today. So where are we today? We are currently putting our learning center together. It's going to run in Cameroon, in Douala, if you know Douala. Douala is, a, is the economic capital of um, Cameroon. And um, we want to start a learning center and then we will also have an early intervention, an early autism intervention unit, almost like a clinic, but we want to have an intervention unit where children who have been diagnosed will come to us. Then we could do speech therapy, behavior therapy, academic interventions. Those are the three. And these are services that are really costly. Yeah, it's really costly. So we, we are hoping that we would be able or we would have people that can really sponsor the program. That way we can, we can equip the center. You know, one of the problems that they also face is because of fear, they have this gross motor struggle, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. like a bike, kick a ball. And because of, so we, we really want to have an intervention unit where we would have like um, a sensory room we would have um, a speech therapy room. We would have a behavior intervention um, desk. We would also have um, we would also have uh, uh, an academic one-on-one -on -one session, like they do with, uh, like the RPTs do. They have like a one-on-one -on -one session. Yes. And this service is not cheap. It's not cheap. So. So where can people so where can people donate? Yeah. Let, let the listeners and, and the listeners and the viewers tell, tell them where we where we can donate to, to help your cause. Okay. Yeah. To donate, we've not set an account just yet. Okay. We are still trying to get things done legally. So we want to finish with our registration and be sure that when people give their money, we give an account of what we've done with the money. So that is why we want to use um, we want to get to a point where we are registered, we have a site, and we are, we've started, like, we are actually running the programs, then people can come in and donate. But aside from that, when our construction, the construction of our site begins next year, next year, June. And I think at that point, we may need some um, donations to maybe complete the site on time because this is something that we really need to, um, we want to do it really fast. That way, um, children who are currently going through and parents who are currently struggling can bring their kids in. So next year, 
our construction begins next year and the only time that we would really want people to help us is to help us complete our site on time. But for now, we, we intend to run, um, we have a program coming up in September before schools resume. During that time, we would also need like donations, but we are not yet sure. We want to be very sure that everything is done in a very, like there's accountability. Like this yes, person yes. gave a dollar. Where did the dollar go? Where did, what did we do with it? So we want to get, and you know, there are a lot of scammers out there. They would want yeah, to. You want know, to get so, your book straight. Yeah, straight. Yeah. Yeah. We want to get it straight. So since three years now, we did a couple of, um, we carried out a couple of projects last year with our own money. And um, it was not easy, but the little that we had, we really did something with it. And we are not in a rush to ask people to come in and donate or to help us. This is something that we want to do with, even with our own salary. I want to do it even with my own money. I want to do it. So whether donations come in or no donations, it will be done. Okay, uh, so donations will so, only come in to speed up things. So yeah. right, right now everything, excuse me, everything needs to be continued, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. But so, if we have, mm-hmm. yeah, but if we have to ask for any extra help, I'll let you know. Yes. But that aside, so how can we educate the people? Yeah. Because right now I want uh, for our listeners and our viewers watching this on YouTube. Um, I want um, to be educated and in your in your program. I want your program to bloom, you know, to boom, to to people can uh, support you, find you, follow you. Where where can we reach you? Okay, yeah. So currently we have a we have a Facebook page, Future Art Learning Center, and on that Future Art Learning Center we operate a little bit of other things like we have. Future Ag Learning Center, Jet Jobs and Careers. Future Ag Learning Center, Jet Job Careers and Promo. We have Deep Self. We have Global Writers, and it's a lot. And well, the whole idea when you, is when that you, we when, have uh, when this part when it comes out on YouTube, uh, I'll have uh, below the description all your information there. So anybody uh, who wants to go on to uh, YouTube or yeah. go on the website down. All the description will be down yeah. there. So all you have to do yeah. is Yeah, so future, click. it's, yeah, future art learning center. We are on YouTube, on Facebook. We are also on TikTok, Instagram. But we are still, like, that is just like a preview of our, um, of our social media because we are currently trying to get um, things really done professionally. Remember, I told you this was yes. just something that we just wanted to do it for just, you know, but it's gotten to a point where we really want to reach out and we want to reach out as professionals. So our med- our social media is there. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are also on Twitter and we are on YouTube and TikTok. Check it out, Future Act Learning Center. Just type Future Act Learning Center and you get to us. But that is like a preview of our social media because we are currently trying to get our website done to re- do like a re 
making of our Facebook and every other thing. That way, our uh, uh, our customers or people who come to us can easily access us. Yeah. So if you well, want to support great. us Start for somewhere. now, yeah. So if you want to support us for now, like, share, comment, just tell people about Future Ag Learning Center and then join. We have Teacherpreneur Group where we share a lot of um, we share teacher resources. Then we also share business tips, like we take videos, like random videos around, like yours. We could share yours on and people watch and maybe get ideas on how they can do business digitally on site and yeah. Yes, so, yes, yes. Now, tell before we go, tell the people one more time where you're from, because I know there's a lot of people from your culture living in the United States here that can actually help you and further your program and help your community. Okay. Um, I am from Cameroon, West Africa. Um, my tribe, we am from the um, Gembas. Mungamba. So my village is Bambili. I'm from Bambili. And I am currently I'm I'm currently in Abu Dhabi. I work in Abu Dhabi. And hopefully, not long from now, I'll go back home. I have to have to go back home so that I can help from home because helping from home is it's gonna touch more lives than what yes. I'm doing here, you know. So I really want to go back home and if people can help us realize our site on time, it, I would really appreciate it. I really, with our, our site construction kicks off next year, June. So if people can really help us to realize that project fast, I would really be grateful. So our email address is futureartlearningcenter at gmail.com. That is our loan email address that you can reach us. Well, there you go, guys. Um, Follow, share, and support this great cause. Um, Thank you once again for being on the show. Um, Thank you. This is a honor, a pleasure, a must-needed conversation. Um, And like I said, follow her. Check her out and support. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Peace. And yeah. And I just want to say you are a great parent and never forget that you are a great parent. Don't stop supporting your son. Thank you. Support him. Give him all the support that he needs. Thank you so much. See you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.